Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we talk about any form of media that tells stories, usually movies and TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. For this episode, we are going to be talking about the latest Edgar Wright movie, joint, production, directed work, written work. A uh, movie. He, he made a movie, man. Movie. It's, it's just a movie. It's called so Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. First off, Baby Driver probably because there's a song called Baby Driver and he goes, oh, that'll make a good movie. Mm-hmm. Or she goes, oh, that'll make a good movie. No, that, that doesn't even sound like the right answer I think you have to end this part out. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's, that, that was like five seconds up, but that was long and rambly, man. Speaking that's, of songs, holy I, I would say that uh, we should address that first. Mm-hmm. The first 10 minutes, I believe, will, will determine whether this is your movie or not. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Because it's kind of like... Uh, the way I would describe it is like one of those kind of pseudo uh, stylish hipster look. Look, isn't this cool kind of mm-hmm. videos you see on YouTube where they're like dancing and lip syncing? I don't to, know about that. To, uh, I, it, I, I think it establishes character and stuff like that. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, obviously, he's very stylish. It's very, he puts his. You can see the director's directing and stuff, but you can see characterization in it. You know what I mean? When, when what do you call it? When they go into that heist, I'm, I'm sure you're talking about the heist, right? We, 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 no, no, I'm talking about the, yeah, the opening heist. Yeah, yes. the opening heist and stuff like that. You see the three characters go in and rob the bank, but be, but they instead of going in to see what the, the bank robbery is about, the stick up and all that stuff, they stay in the car because obviously he's the main character and the focus right. is on him. Plus, and, I think production too. Or budget. No, I don't... I don't he could have showed a robbery. It's not that big a deal. No, there's the one scene where, where Baby purposely put the car forward so you wouldn't see Jamie Lee Fo- Jamie Foxx killing the guy. Yeah, but that's... Uh, sure, why not? I'm just saying, it, that's not the focus. That's not, that's not the point. And stuff. The, the point of the, the, the opening scene is just uh, for characterization. And then you see him kind of dancing and being in the, into the... Getting into the music and stuff like that. And, that, and I don't think that's not just a stylish choice and stuff like that. It establishes his character. It, it, it establishes the fact that music, the way music plays, the rhythm of the music... It informs his entire being, you know what I mean? The way he kind of thinks about life, the way he processes information, the way he moves and stuff like that. And then that informs the style, the the, car, the, ch- the chasing too, you know what I mean? And just to reinforce a, uh, that point, the second scene in the movie is the long tracking shot, right? With him Of him getting coffee. It's the same thing. So it shows him at work and, and at home, same thing. You know, same kind of idea. Music, the rhythm of music informs his entire character and stuff like that. No, so that's what I mean. If... I think some people will not jive with that because it does look like one of those things you see on YouTube where, oh, look how clever we are. We're, we're doing like a music video based on this song and everything's all synced up to it. All the cuts and edits are synced well, up to it. Is, if, you're, if you have that kind of mindset, then you probably just haven't seen all these previous, Edgar Wright's previous movies. It's all kind of, it's all very, very stylish. He, he calls attention to himself a lot. You know no, what I, mean? no, I, I don't disagree with that. No. I'm just saying that from the get-go, this movie is not for everybody. Yeah. Some people are not going to get along yeah. with this kind of style. But that, that's it. to me, that's irrelevant. Let's just say what we liked and didn't like about it. What do you think of the movie? No, hold on, hold on. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm not done with that, though. Yeah. I, at the same time, I would have been actually okay if he did the whole movie like that. And I was kind of hoping he did do that. Yeah. But I think it was too ambitious because eventually he kind of dropped it. And I, like, I think it wasn't ambitious enough. I, I'm sorry. I, I should finish the point. Sorry. No, you're, you're, you're kind of getting where it's not, well, not ambitious enough. But I think it was too ambitious if, if he was able to translate the first 20 minutes because I think it was the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. where everything is in sync with the song. Everything is in sync with and the, the, the characters are self-aware about the song playing in the background. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been great if he was able to do that through the rest of the movie. Yeah. But halfway through the movie, he kind of dropped that motif and it's kind of like the song was kind of in the background. It's kind of relatable, 
but not the same style as the first half where yeah. he was everything was synced up with the song. Yeah. If he did it throughout the whole movie, I would have been so impressed. But he did not do that, which mm-hmm. kind of disappointed me a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase a little bit of what, what you're saying because I think we're on the same page here. The first 20 minutes, the first uh, chase scene, and then the un, uh, the, un, the tracking shot throughout the him getting yeah. coffee. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. Genius, absolute exactly. stuff. Some of the yeah. best car chase I've seen since, what, uh, Fast Five, I think. You know what I mean? And then yeah. he, I think what he did was, my interpretation, he wanted the actors, the, the, the male and female, to have the love story come to the forefront. And he, he really uh, turned back the, the style, you know, his style, his editing, his music and stuff. He really turned it back a notch. He wanted yeah. to have the actors carry the weight of this movie, you know what I mean, with the love story and stuff like that. And no offense to these young actors. They're, they're pretty young, right? They're like 20, 21 and stuff like that. Uh, it just, yeah, I think so. It's just 20 ish. It just, they just didn't have enough chemistry together. They just didn't have enough, you know what I mean? And then uh, when the third act turns, when he turns to like the end of the second act, third act, when he, Edgar Wright sort of takes over the movie again, that's when I sort of got reinvolved. You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of, is that fair to what? Uh, to what your impression of the movie overall? Well, I, I think you're mixing the two together. Um, I, I was criticizing the fact that the whole movie wasn't based on the songs. Well, it wasn't synced up with the songs all the time. It kind of was, but it kind of mm-hmm. wasn't for the rest of the movie. The action, however, I thought it was on point throughout the whole thing. The action was pretty much, it stayed to its character at the very beginning with that amazing car sequence. Had a pretty much amazing action sequence at the end of the movie as well. So the action sequences are all great. You know, music or no music, it was all great. I thought I thought it kept it up. Um, as far as the chemistry between the two, I thought it was fine. I I kind of I kind of see what you mean by by it wasn't as convincing enough. Yeah. Because it was more like he clearly had a crush on her for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um. And but she just kind of met him. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. To, to give it some doubt. I mean, some time probably passed when they were dating. But at the same time, she still kind of just met him. You know, it was kind of. You, you you just kind of wet with the trope. I just don't. I I don't. I don't have. I don't have a problem with that because a lot of the stuff is fantastical. You know what I mean? The way he kind of drives. The third act's very fantastical and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of, it's not really going for a super realism. So him them falling in love and as far as the time involved to, for them to fall in love, I really didn't really. Fair enough. Care, fair I enough. didn't really. Didn't would would that you much. buy that, that? Would you buy that Deborah will actually like go with him though? Uh, you know what? Uh, not just that, but a lot of the characterization I thought was off point. You know what I mean? A lot of the off a, point or on off point? point. I just didn't. I didn't buy a lot. Uh, oh, of you it. didn't buy some of their decisions. I didn't buy a lot of the character decisions, and really? that's okay. one of the few times where I said, I think this is the only time where I, I where I actually thought Edgar Wright, his writing, sort of let him down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because in his previous movies, if you compare it to his previous movies, I knew exactly where where every one of the main characters were coming from. You know what I mean? Uh, Sean, uh, Scott Pilgrim, and stuff. I knew exactly who they were front and back, what motivated them, and stuff. I right. just didn't feel the same way I did with these characters. Kevin Spacey, he threatens Baby throughout the movie. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you you got to do this. Or I'm like, kill right. your foster father. I'm I'm gonna do this. Or, or I kill the waitress. But then at the end, oh. You know what? Here, take the money, get out of here. No, but I, see, I was I, I was a kid once. You know what I mean? To be fair, I actually kind of like that. It yeah. seemed like the, the second half of the movie, Edgar Wright was being Edgar Wright by subverting convention. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he subverted your expectation because, like you said, the first half of the movie, oh, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey is the main big bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, John Hamm is the, the good, lovable friend, buddy, that, that, who was going like. to help out, yeah. you know, Baby. You know, because mm-hmm. like, well, they seem nice to each other kind of mm-hmm. thing. But it is flipped it. Yeah. Kevin Spacey became the guy that was gonna that was willing to help Baby, and then John Hamm was the big bad guy. Yeah, and you thought uh, Jamie Fox Foss was gonna Fox, be the big guy. Yeah, he, he made, they made him really out to be the devil too. They, yeah. they were not subtle about this. He's dressing in red. He's yelling and screaming. He's shooting up everybody. You yeah. would think he's the big bad guy throughout the movie. Yeah, but then they killed him. Yeah. like uh, beginning of the third act and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, I, I kind of like the fact that they sub, he subverted like expectations. Yeah, like, but halfway through. I, 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 I don't think that you can't have it both ways. He he still had little lines in there where he tried to have it make sense. You know, where Kevin Spacey like, oh, I. I was in love once. I I do something right, right. right. So yeah. he did try to throw little nuggets in there. I I understand there are little hints at it. Like Kevin Spacey is a good uncle because there's that scene with him and the kid going to the post office and stuff like that. But I just still didn't buy it. You know what I mean? And another thing I didn't buy uh, was just the uh, the baby driver. Like I just didn't really kind of wasn't really engrossed in his motivation and all that stuff you know i like the characterization i like some of the mannerism you know like i said his entire move the way he processes the world information the way you talk when you talk about the heist the way he moves when he's kind of making breakfast for his foster dad it's musical you know what i mean it's all right. based on beats and sound which is the reason like why that. i was hoping that he would carry that through throughout exactly. the whole movie it's something like that. it just like i said it just like i said it paused for this love story that's just that didn't work but anyway but the thing I didn't understand was what didn't make sense in my head was like, oh, the whole back, the whole tragic backstory of his, uh, uh, of his parents died, his mom dying, right? And then you know, it's like, okay, so he, so she died, so it's very, it's actually a very Disney esque kind of thing. Parents died, you know, he, you know what I mean? It's a weird thing. And then, and then, what? How does that fit into him working with Kevin Spacey? You know what I mean? How that, does that, that fit? Well, that was that one exposition scene, uh, exposition explanation that yeah. Kevin Spacey had. Right, yeah, I understand. I understand. We we didn't see a flashback. I kind of like. I kind of would have liked to see the flashback of that explanation, but he yeah. just. We only heard it from Kevin Spacey. You only see it from his point of view. And like I said, yeah. I just didn't buy it. You know what I mean? They even mentioned. They kind of alluded to the fact that hey, you know, baby, he could just re- if he really wants out of this gang and stuff. Like that, he could just record them planning a heist, give it to the police. He he would be, he'd be done. He'd be over. No, but like I think that's another thing too with what he did with baby. I thought. My impression was that Baby really was kind of like trapped in this, in this like he has to work for Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah. But at the same time, he kind of likes being kind of bad too. That's what I'm getting at. I don't get that impression. You don't buy that. I don't get the fact okay. that he, I would like more of that. Like he's like a genuine adrenaline junkie, junkie and right, stuff like that. Right. Or he's really kind of into this and yeah. stuff like that. So maybe it's p- bad acting. Maybe it's bad it, writing. No, I think but, I think he, I think I got to blame Edgar Wright for that. Because yeah. all the explanation, what we're saying that, oh, he's good at heart. But he doesn't mind being bad either. Was explained in one sentence. Yeah. Right. It was like when I think Buddy told him like you have to. Was it Buddy that that told him that you have to like get your your hands dirty once in a while? Yeah. yeah. No, no. It was, no, it was, uh, uh, it was Fox. Shane. Jay Fox. Don't catch yeah. feelings, man. It's the moment you catch feelings, you catch a bullet and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, but they're saying like, yeah, you're, oh, you're just having fun here with your adrenaline junkie mm-hmm. driving ways, but eventually you're gonna have to get your. So basically, that that's where he cut. He, that's where he draws the line. He's okay being bad, robbing stuff. But as soon as people start dying, that's when he has an issue. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much uh, the holy thing. And a flash, and the, yeah, they, they do kind of mention the fact that when uh, Kevin Spacey caught him, he was kind of doing bad, uh, breaking the cars and all that right. stuff. But you just never get that impression. Maybe it's bad acting, maybe it's bad writing. You just never get that impression from like he's just a general drunkie. You know what I mean? Because it does seem like he has outs. He has ways of getting out of here. Like I said, they could just record the guy. The, right. You know what I mean? He told, they literally go to the same place for every heist. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just and like, he doesn't wear a mask. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I don't get that. Why doesn't he wear a mask? He's in the same place. He lives in the same city. Yeah, 
cameras is clearly like, catching like him. I, said, I love Edgar Wright. I think he's one of the best top five filmmakers out there. It's just like I just think it fell a little bit short, especially when compared yeah. to his previous four movies. Because yeah. like I said, those previous four <laughs> movies, those main characters, you knew exactly what motivated them. You exactly knew where they were coming from and stuff. I just didn't get this from uh, this Baby Driver character. It almost seemed like you, Edgar Wright, well, I mean, we were just, you know, guessing here, mm-hmm. but it almost seemed like Edgar Wright was kind of distracted. He, his, heart was, he was, his heart was in it, but he, some stuff around it, Ant-Man, was kind of probably distracting him yeah. from getting like a really proper script for this movie. Yeah, uh, you know, that seems to, impre- to be the impression I got from this. Yeah, but just him, his muscle, his ability to direct, edit, and use sound is very impressive. You know what I mean? Right. It's not a bad movie. He still hasn't made a bad movie. But here's case. the thing, though. It's a good movie. The, the movie that I would compare this to will oddly, oddly be Run, Load, or Run. Oh okay. Okay, run, run. Did you watch the movie? No, I didn't just run. Funny how I, I keep mentioning this movie for some odd reason, but it always it always comes up. Run, roll, run was pretty much like uh, an action, three action sequences done over and over again mm-hmm. through a uh, soundtrack. Hardly any dialogue at yeah. all. Like there's literally maybe like one real exposition scene. Everything was pretty much just based on action, and the only thing you know about the character is just based on action. And I think the problem with this movie was that if they stuck with the team where he's just pretty much going through the motion and the music's playing in the background, I think we wouldn't care about this stuff that we're nitpicking about. Yeah. Because he would just be like, well, we're going through the motion and we don't exactly completely know what he's about, but mm-hmm. hey, we're having fun. But mm-hmm. as soon as they introduce all the backstory stuff, that's when we start yeah. kind of have to dig into it yeah. now and uh, now and, and see that there, it's not completely uh, like I, said, I don't want to harp on the whole point of uh, the baby driver and, and the lady and stuff. They seem like very nice persons. But <laughs> baby driver had better chemistry with John Hamm and his, and his wife. He had better chemistry with his foster father, actually. Right. I thought the foster father stuff should have been built up a little bit yes, uh, a lot agreed, more. Agreed. He's really, they're really, really good together and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And, and Kevin Spacey, he had better chemistry with Kevin Spacey. Yep. It's just like if they were removed the whole romantic subplot save the princess kind of thing I think it, the movie would have just kind of came out better you said save the princess that, that's the impression I got Baby's relationship with Deborah is pretty much a Disney movie yeah it is where it was kind of like you just had to buy into the plot trope that oh they're in love with each other but you don't really completely buy it the movie just kind of shows and tells you that yeah. it is but you're they like they even do the thing uh, in the Disney thing where the villain at the end has a fall they fall to the death and stuff like that <laughs> that is true yeah huh? it's, 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 a, it's a whole thing it's a whole thing yeah, yeah, but you're, you're right. The, the the whole gang itself, I thought, were fascinating. Yeah, they're yeah. really good. They're all the dynamics. And, and again, I don't want... I'll take it in a swipe at Edgar Wright. I, I love him and stuff. But it, it, to me, the John Bernthal character at the beginning and Baby... And Baby... And, and uh, Jamie Foxx, they were kind of the same character, weren't they? Kind of. They're all angry and violent. They were kind of want to be... You know what I mean? They all kind of didn't like Baby Driver. You know what I mean? They all right. kind of threatened him. I thought, hey, aren't they... Why don't you just keep... Yeah, I have no idea yeah. whether John Bertel suddenly look, hey, hey, I don't have time to do the rest of the movie. You're going to have to find somebody else. Uh, Enter Jamie Foxx. No, I'm fine <laughs> with that. I'm all fine. Because Kevin Spacey says, you know what? And it makes sense because they want different different members. Sure, different but at the same time, at the very end, you get Jamie Foxx and, and Buddy and, and Darling. I mean, that's kind of like the same crew. I yeah. mean... Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I just, I, would, I just would have felt a bit different if... I mean, they're both really great actors, but I thought they just kind of hit the same... Tone, you know what I mean? They, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? I just thought, I thought, hey, Edgar, hey, want to step in here and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Might wanna. I it, but it did seem like he also kind of wanted to play on the on the standard plot tropes for those characters, and then 
subvert convention at the end when it turned out that that buddy is the person that you have to actually worry about this whole time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then, of course, they also he kind of laid the breadcrumbs when when Darling said that that you don't want to see him turn uh be, uh, be right. really mad mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and, and give some uh, props to John Hamm. John Hamm's really good actor, man. He's he is. Really good. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's pretty much good at everything. He's really good, man. He's just really good. He he has first of all he has gray hair. So his haircut <laughs> is sharp, man. I love it, and I love the fact that he lost some weight because he's come because he because the what do you call it? Jamie Foxx is right. He he does come off like this uh, coke head, so he had to lose some weight. Right, right. You know, like a drug user. I, I dig all that. I dig John Hamm a lot, yeah. man. And he's Jamie really Foxx, I gotta give Jamie Foxx. Yes. He played the bad guy pretty good. I will say this is the best Jamie Foxx performance since since collateral damage. Maybe that's a that's going really far back, dude. I, I didn't like him in Jingle and Chain. That's that's why. <laughs> But I thought I thought you did a great job. I thought everybody did yeah, a great job. I, I thought all the actors are fine. I mean, yeah, we were, we're criticizing Baby himself, uh, Ansel Elgort yeah. and uh, and Lily James a little bit, but I can't, I cannot pass judgment whether it's uh, the writing's a little subpar or bad casting. You know what I mean? I can't, or it's bad acting. I'll say this: Lily James, who normally if is found in period pieces, mm-hmm. kind of nice to see him in modern times. Yeah. So I kind of dig that. And Ansel Elgort. You know, he's the guy who got really famous from uh, Fallen Our Stars kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I thought the fact that he's playing this character is kind of a nice change of pace for for sure. for him, like not complete typecast. Mm-hmm. Um, but and him dancing around and whatever, that, I thought that was entertaining. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, like but, I said, all that stuff is really good. I I like the way, like I said, I, I'm saying the same point. I mean, yeah, but I, I like the fact, like I said, the music informs the characters, informs how he moves, how he kind of processes it. And it's throughout, you know what I mean? And then I, I like all the little, the little details too. Different iPods have different music, has different right, moods. Right. I like the OCD of it all and stuff like that. I like the fact that, you know, he can't do a heist until he has the right music. He can't drive until he has the yeah. right music. I, I did like I, the part where he's like, no, 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 stop, I got to start over again yeah, in the song. I did exactly. like that. Yeah, It was really good. I, I like the little meta bits too, where the little jokes where it's a little bit meta, where they have the, th- the whole thing where the guy is in an argument. Uh, Kevin Spacey is arguing with uh, Jamie Foxx, but he's supposed to be doing some drawing and stuff like that at the same time. And then right. Kevin Spacey goes, oh, you know, hey, look at this. We had a big argument, but I still drew out a perfect picture <laughs> of the heist and stuff. That's a really funny joke. And, oh, by the way, yeah. Kevin Spacey is really great too. Oh yeah, but he's always great. He's great. He's, a, he's just a great actor and stuff like that. You yes. know what I mean? And, and so, but like as I said, I kind of appreciate the fact that at the end he actually looked out for baby because in yeah. a way he's also kind of like a foster parent for him. I would have uh, bought that a little bit more if he didn't like you know f- threaten his life. Draw the whole the whole the rest yeah, of the movie. Threaten I, his I, life. I get that. I get Foster's, that. Foster's yeah. life and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, I you know what I mean? I just like it. Just didn't quite. I mean, the thing is, I think another problem is I think I have a very high standard for Edgar, Edgar Wright. Yeah, so, I mean? so, so do I, I know. Yeah, I really do think uh, Hot Fuzz is one of the great, great movies Agreed. of all time. It's his best movie. A close second, maybe a shade off, is uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And then I would go uh, World's End. And then I would go uh, Sean. I know most people like Sean Dead the most. Uh, I'm not the biggest. Sean of the Dead for me will be my third favorite. For, yeah. me, it, for me, it's Scott Pilgrim, Hot Fuzz, then Sean of the Dead. And then World's End, yeah. And then and then this one, yeah. And even this one, I will say, I still give it a maybe. Has a he really only made five movies? Yeah, he only made five movies. Wow, wow, yeah. five movies. And unfortunately, Baby Driver is arguably his not worst one. I want to say the worst one, but my least favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's, I would say his least. Favorite. I would say this movie, if you had to give it a grade, I give it a B, B plus. Awesome. Yeah, I kind of really wish he stuck to the, the the whole first thirty minutes. To, I'm, I'm just increasing the time frame here. Yeah. thirty minutes of the first movie where of of the movie where it's like it was just a musical. Yeah, I kind of wish he stuck to, to that. Yeah, let's just point out the fact that though, what call this movie at its best is as good as any movie you'll see. You know what I mean? Technically, uh, you know what I mean? It's like 
those those chase sequences are not easy to do. Those those are practical uh, car chasing and stuff. Those are not special effects. Yes. No CGI and all that stuff. Like I said, it's in rhythm. It's in beat of the music and stuff like that. It, it conveys pers- actually his personality. You know, there's a, the part where he he invades the police by uh, going between three red cars and stuff yes, like that. Yes. And do a, doing like a uh, you know that, that th- what do you call that three car Monty kind of a thing. Yep. You know what I mean? It's brilliant stuff. Yep. It's It's really good and stuff like that. It's it's not easy to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I said. If they, if you were somehow kept that momentum throughout the movie, and we have, you know, that would have been that would have been genius. But like I said, the second act, the whole female love story thing, it just well, like I said, it, it felt kind of standard. You yeah, know. It's like, yeah. For, like especially said, for a Wright. Yeah, exactly. It, it it just feels like he when this guy goes a hundred miles per hour. He, uh, he this is my this is the nicest thing I'll say about the best thing I'll say about Edgar Wright. He, more than any other director, he knows every trick there is in in. in to make a movie, you know what I mean? The way he used sound, the way he used lighting, the way he used edits and stuff like that. More than any director, I think he's a master of that, you know what I mean? He'll All- argue that Quentin Tarantino beats him in that. I would say he, I think he's a little bit better than stuff like that. You just look at the way he does Hot, fu- uh, hot Fuzz and Scott Pilgrim and stuff like that. Right. It's genius. It's just genius the way he uses everything and stuff like that. I think he's slightly better. I'm not saying he's a better filmmaker or anything like that, but I'm just saying he, more than anybody else, knows all the tools uh, all the all, tricks, all the tricks and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Everything like the film has been around for like 120 years, and everything everybody's learning in 120 years, he is a master of. He knows and stuff like that. So I just feel like he should have, he should have taken his. Uh, I'll use a little driving metaphor. He shouldn't took the gap, the pedal, the what, the foot off the pedal for that <laughs> love story. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just use all your tricks. Do all the do all the stuff, man. Do all the crazy edits. Do all the crazy special effects and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So right, but also like you, you're saying he he wanted to have his the cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. The end of the movie kind of was kind of was it was tied up very neatly. Yeah, I know a little too neatly, if you I, ask me. I, I was I was getting Kevin Spacey is dead. Yeah. Uh, John Hamm is dead. Yeah. His wife is dead. Jamie was... Fox is dead. The only thing missing is Flea and and uh, and Shane. Somehow his foster dead. foster father guy to a nice home with just exactly. cash stuffed in. Yeah, no one's gonna take that cash away. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's how that's how things work and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I, I I was gonna get to the the whole ending too. It's like all of a sudden Steven Spielberg decided to step in and says, you know what? I got this. I'll finish this movie. I'll give you your happy ending. Cube uh, the blue fairy from uh, hey, AI. At least he had five years before parole. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I love you, Edgar Wright, but you know. He, you know, it, the, the darker ending, the the independent ending would have been uh, him walking out to the police with his hands up, and that's that's. What and then he would have cut it off right there. Yeah, like yeah but he wanted to tie it up. I, it makes you wonder if it it was it was kind of Hollywood, like well, you know what, America's and I gonna like that ending. Maybe we should toss in this other stuff yeah. too. But to you be fair, what? he did lay the breadcrumbs. The the girl with the purse, you know, they brought her back. Yeah. You know. Everything was kind of like, oh, that's gonna call, that's gonna be a callback later on in the movie, mm-hmm. and sure enough, that's what it was. But just because you laid the breadcrumbs doesn't mean you have to play, play the card, man. You don't, yeah. have to, you don't have to play the card. If they would have had that ending with him walking, uh, with his hands up, going to the police and getting arrested and stuff, we would not even think about all the little breadcrumbs, though. You know what I mean? Right. In that reality, in that alternative reality, we wouldn't have said, oh. Those are just him showing that he's a he's a good character, he's a good person, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That he shouldn't go to jail for a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't have said, you know what? Hey, maybe because he saved that lady, because you know they'll have a little montage at the end where they kind of fast forward five years and he gets out of jail and stuff like that. Right. But also they have it. I think he has it in a way where you're not. It's it's one of those things. It's kind of like a, the way Taxi Driver ended and the way Hard Boiled ended. It it might be a fantasy. You know what I mean? As far as him walking out of jail and 
and and meeting the girl. Well, they do play with that because it's the black and white thing. Yeah, the black. And but it's a callback to his original, uh, his, his fantasy from earlier, right? Right. So it's again, it's having him both ways again. It's, you know what I mean? It's him. I, I, but I honestly, I think that that scene where it starts off black and white, him exiting jail. And then it, it goes into color, like, oh, it's real life. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like his dream became reality. reality. It, just, it was like kind of a simple yeah. message to it. If and I was I'm like, a, well... If I was a betting man, I would say that that is kind of real. He gets out five, in five years. And yeah, then, you know. I, I would say that too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if... Because, if, you know, there was a one uh, shot where you see them driving in, basically to, into the sunset. Yeah. If they cut it right there, even before the cops get them, we would be going like, oh, it's a possible sequel. You know, yeah. maybe we'll see their vengeance of baby driver and, mm-hmm. and Deborah going around mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. You know, but yeah, they they, they, they kinda he kinda just wrapped it up tightly. You know? yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe the next movie could have Shane or Flea come back, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna happen at all. Yeah, I don't think I think he does one and done movies. I don't think he does franchises. They though. killed the Asian guy though. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. He did have a joke, man. He put the he put the Asian in uh, home invasion. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good joke. Oh, or the hat the the, the hat tattoo. Oh yeah, yeah. Why do you say have a hat? Because you used to say hate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, job, I, but, but but it was hard to get a job with yeah. that. So everybody likes hats. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Uh, don't you like hats? Is that? What, I think that's what you said. Yeah, I, I will say this: the the humor is there. I mean, I, I like the jokes. The jokes yeah. are good. It's good. It's a solid, solid movie. His his this to me, this is just a a good Edgar Wright movie. His good Edgar Wright, a good Edgar Wright movie is better than most. Great movies from other right. other places, other filmmakers. But so. I would say that originally this was supposed to be released in August. It should have stayed in August. Should stay in August. Yeah, it does. It definitely was not a June movie, especially if you compare all the other June movies. This doesn't feel like a June movie. It was definitely an August movie, like yeah. a tail end of summer kind of. I thing. I think it's gonna do okay, but I think it would have done better in August as far as money. Yeah, I, I don't know why. They, well, yeah, they, they moved it because the the, the the fanfare for it was yeah, pretty right. high. But mm-hmm. they're putting it against this movie called me. Yeah. I mean that seems kind of like kind of harsh. I'm like, really? You you wouldn't expect that to to be a counter a counter programming to be I mean, with me? I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but I think this is history sort of repeating itself in the sense that remember uh, Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody at San Diego is like, oh, this thing's gonna make millions and millions of dollars and stuff like that. But they they, they have to realize for Edgar Wright, the hardcore Edgar Wright fans really love Edgar Wright, right? You know, but yeah, but Scott Pilgrim went against Expendables. Yeah, see, see? It's life is just repeating itself. Shaun of the Dead was in the uh, it was a release limited release like early in the year. Uh, same thing with Hot Fuzz, yeah. limited release early in the year. Same yeah. thing with World End, and then and then they, they they figured, oh okay, here goes Scott Pilgrim, you know. But oh, we're going up against Expendables. He's not. <laughs> I love him. Like I say, like I, say, I think if you make a list of uh, top five, top ten uh, working directors, so he's definitely on that. He's definitely in the definitely so same same here, same here. But it's top. but it's 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 for a very. Small concentrated audience and stuff like that, and and when they love it, they'll they'll amplify it a lot on Twitter and yeah. social media and stuff like that. But some fucker in Kansas is not going to be like, oh man, we're going to see a new Edgar Wright movie. You know no, what but I mean? On, honestly, my, I know our theater is different, but my theater, I would say, seventy five percent of the people in the theater were not exactly what I would call Edgar yeah. Wright fans. They were like people who saw the trailer and they go, oh, that, that looks like fun. Let's go watch that, and they showed up for that one. I think it's going to fare well. I think it's going to do okay. I don't think I don't think it's going to repeat itself in terms of it's not going to bomb like uh, Scott Pilgrim. But I think it's going to do well. I don't think I think it would have done better in August. So it's going up against Spider-Man Me Three. It's going up against Spider-Man next week, man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. I know they they should have kept it in August. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. They should have went for that uh, straight out Compton uh, money and stuff. That yeah. Suicide Squad money in August and stuff like that. Yeah, it almost seemed like they wanted it to die. Oddly enough, I don't know. Oh, um, one other critic that I didn't mention. The soundtrack, okay, compared to like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. not as good. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, I mean, yeah, I get it. A lot of deep cuts in the, in the soundtrack. Yes. 
Um, but I don't know if that really caters to a lot of people because you know people like to watch like so, uh, songs or listen to songs that are really popular in a sense, very catchy, very popular. This one it seemed like he was really going for deep cuts, and which goes to show with the, with the, what you're saying that Edgar Wright fans are a niche audience. They're like they like the deep cut stuff. Yeah. But once again, not really catering to a mainstream audience. I like I liked most of the music, but I you're, I I don't think all of them hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I think the Guardian Galaxy one. I think it's nearly those soundtracks are nearly perfect to me. And this one has a sort of a lower batting average. The one I really liked is when they when he stole the car from the the the, the white guys doing you know the the camera. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I like that. I don't know what that rap song is, but it it's 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 awesome. It's really great. Oh yes. Yeah. Once again, speaking of subverting. Uh, Expectations here. He was saying like like his driving music was gonna be that one song, mm-hmm. the Queen song, but he never actually got to play it driving away. Right. So they did subvert that. Sure. The the whole song, the whole the Baby Driver song wasn't really played at all until the yeah, credits, it, right? Yeah, played at the credits, right? And then even the the the, the, the you gotta run to you, baby, like that song, whatever mm-hmm. that song is, sure. it wasn't in like some kind of action sequence. Because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, they're gonna play that when he's running away from people. Yeah, and oh, that didn't happen. Which I also mentioned, speaking of action sequences, the whole uh, baby just running from uh, in, running around. Oh, that's great! It's great. I love. I it. love that. Uh, it's like parkour. It was parkour. It's parkour. <laughs> it's really good parkour. I know you see parkour. No, no, no. You, that wasn't that wasn't really good parkour because it was, really, it was him just jumping and whatnot, which yeah. is fine. But either but, way, you know. It but was I good. like the fact that you do as he's doing this, you do get a sense of him like going, "Man, I feel naked without my car, man. I need." I, it's almost like a, a superhero without right. his without his costume, without his power and stuff like that. You know what I mean? See, it's, I got it's really I cool. got the opposite. The, I, well, I don't know if it's the opposite, but my, my impression from that was that even without a car, he's still fast. Really? That's the impression I got. Yeah, he's fast, but I just don't feel like he's at a hundred percent. You know what I mean? It's just like it feels like he's Superman, but like just like little kryptonites in his pockets and stuff like that. Like you know what I mean? It just feels like, it's just a little bit off. I just feel like he he desperately wants a car and he needs a car and stuff like that. It's I, really good. I also kind of called it in my head when I was watching a movie where where he was running and and Buddy and Darling was was somewhere else. Sure. I'm also thinking like, okay, as soon as they get, as, as soon as he gets to a car, he will encounter them somehow. Yeah. And sure enough, that is exactly mm-hmm. what happened. I'm like, that's a little too coincidental. I mean, I, mean, I, I know Buddy kind of calls it out, like, seriously, baby? Yeah. You are, what is it? You are the worst or something like that. Well, you're, you're really bad luck now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was something it's like that. good. Yeah. I, 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 I guess for all the kind of complaining we did, I really like this movie. It's really good. Do, do you think that was his plan to, to kill off uh, uh, bats and then, and then do the whole thing? What do you mean? John Hamm? No, no, no. Baby. Oh, Baby. The very last heist. Oh. Do you think that was his plan all along or it really was just I off think, the cuff? I think it was off the cuff. I don't think he was... I think he would have done something to get away from them, but I don't know if he was going to kill Because his plan was to leave at 2 a.m. Yeah. Which would, that, that also kind of bugged me because he told her we leave at 2 a.m. Shouldn't he leave at 1.30 then? <laughs> 2 a.m. Well, to be fair, he drives really, really, really fast. And what did, did, he, did he honestly think he was just going to sneak away? Yeah. That's, that's, that seemed unbelievable to me. He's been hanging out with this group for I don't know how many years. Not this group specifically, but mm-hmm. this kind of people. Yeah. And he thought he was just going to walk away Yeah, like obviously that? they're professionals and stuff like that. Right. I mean, it seemed kind of unrealistic for him to think that he's going to be able to get away with this. Yeah. And I like the fact that you see Jamie Foxx waking up. You think it will be him confronting him, but it's actually John Hamm's character. Right. Once again, him, so the whole subver- subverting expectations. You know, I do, I do like the, the fact that he did do the whole subverting expectation thing. I, yeah, I appreciate that. And that, that's Edgar Wright writing, but the same, like, like we're saying, though, it wasn't, he doesn't land it all the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like 
the central character it just it just wasn't there the characterization is just not there it just it's just it's just not especially i think what really hurts me i think i mentioned this earlier in the podcast it really hurts it when you when you've seen other Edgar Wright's movies and stuff like that, you know what I mean. If this was his yeah. first movie, maybe I'd be like, "Oh my god, this is genius! This is hundred percent, you know, this is the best movie ever and stuff like that." But yeah. the thing is, I have a history of Edgar Wright. You know it, I mean? it does seem unfair. I know we did a movie about how we review stuff, and we shouldn't try and and expect too many, too much stuff or anticipate alternative versions of the movie. Mm-hmm. And this one, it, it was kind of hard not to, but at the same time, I still really enjoyed it. That that's the best I can really say well, about the this movie. Were, I mean, the things we're approaching this through the auteur idea, like the uh, the director is the ultimate author of the movie, right? Yeah. And if you're you're taking it from that point of view, you are allowed to criticize it versus his previous movies, because if you look at his his body of work, there are very similar things and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, all four of his movies have evolved like male characters kind of trapped in uh. Whether it's like you know Arrested Development or the guy in Hoffa is being too serious that he has to go to a different town and stuff like that, they're all kind of trapped by their environment and they kind of want to get out. All the third act's always about kind of like leveling. It's there's a video game kind of mentality to his uh, movie. You mean Scott Pilgrim also? You know what I mean? Like literally, well, that's literally a video game, almost like a video game. But this yeah. is, the, the other ones are kind of metaphorical where they have to go for different levels, complete different tasks and stuff yeah. like that. Even Baby Driver has a little bit of that at the end. And if right? you listeners are wondering, we, we, are, we are aware that Scott Pilgrim is actually created and written by somebody else. Yeah, but, yeah. but it goes with the whole Edgar Wright team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, on that note, uh, thanks for listening. Thumbs up. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can also find me on the I Saw That Movie blog, which I will be writing the non-spoiler review of Baby Driver in a little bit after this recording. Uh, you can also find me on our new comic strip on the website. Uh, you can find it at Coco Mix Mix on the website. And we also, I also am on the Stuff and Junk Show, which is the other podcast. And this week we uh, released part two of our, my interview with The Real Concert King about the concert experience. Oh, right now, this is John. You can find me on Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. You can send comments to whowhatworstwhy.gmail.com via our Facebook page or to the website. If you want to show your support, the easiest thing to do is to share this show with others. You can also rate and review us on iTunes, which does actually help a lot. If you want to further show your support, visit our merchandise store on Zazzle. You may also want to consider making a pledge on our Patreon page, which we will also get you our exclusive Patreon podcast called Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils, which I finally uploaded the one that me and Jaming did about the nine uh, kick-ass superhero women thingamabob. That's um, well said. That's well put. Yeah. Music has been provided by the White Axis. Find them at thewhyaxis.com. All of the links and information can be found at whowhatwhereswhy.com. Uh, speaking of that Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils episode, I actually there is a catchy comment about what we said. Uh, did you want to hear it? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> All right, let me uh, look it up real quick right here. Wait, I didn't. I didn't. I, I was involved in comic book, right? I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was the one we we're talking about the IMDb's list of kick-ass women superheroes. Sure, why not? Okay, okay. okay this is from Ruben on Facebook. He goes, "Albert is right, haha, in regards to Wonder Woman." Because you know, I was complaining about Wonder Woman being way too mm-hmm. low on the list. If IMDb is to include TV superheroines, example Quake and TV Supergirl, then the excuse of what Wonder Woman film recently coming out does not hold up. Being that Wonder Woman's very last in the list, Wonder Woman had a popular TV show in the '70s that is still part of pop culture in general. And when someone asks about a female superhero, Wonder Woman would normally be the first character people mention. But I also agree with Jaming that you are splitting hairs. That's hair, the most that, important part. That you, me, Albert, are splitting hairs in regards to the definition of superheroes. Those are not superheroes. Catwoman is a villain. Come on. Well, this goes back to the whole. Oh, is it? Mystique daylight, is still a villain. Is it daylight savings? Daylight savings? You get the idea. You know what I mean? It's just you get the idea. Why? They should have said kick-ass women comic book. Characters. Oh my god! You sp- 
Oh my God, you get the idea. And also, just let me just go back to like Wonder Woman uh, 77. It's one of those things where people like to reference like, oh, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, she's wonderful, she's great and all that stuff. But when was the last time somebody actually sat down and actually watched that TV show? That's like the that? point. And like it's, we mentioned Wonder this. Woman. We just mentioned Iconic this. female mentioned hero. It was at the beginning, nobody's seen it at the time when that thing came out. It's fine. When, you think, when they revisit that list for Wonder Woman 2, she'll be number one. She'll be number one. Yeah, come for on. Sure. I can't. It's a, it's a, that's, that's a, like editor's decision. It's not a big deal. It's not it seemed like the writer, I, I think I, did, I didn't mention it on that episode, but the writer seemed like he chose Mystique as number one because of, of Jennifer Popular Garner. Loaded, yeah. Was it, it was Mystique, right? If I remember correctly, she was number one on the list. Let's see, yes. Yeah. All right. This has been another episode of Spoilers, Please, which is part of the Who, What, Where, So Why Network. <laughs>